Welcome to the Junkie Experience Podcast, where we serve your addiction for all things entertainment and then some. I'm your host, Elle, and with me is, is my co-host, Youngin. Today, we're going to be talking about some entertainment news with Young Money's new compilation album, Jay-Z, Oprah, T.I., and Tiny, and much, much more. Also, we're going to hit you with our Junkie Reviews for new music from Meg The Stallion and Maroon 5. Drake just released Scary Hours 2. We're going to talk about the Biggie documentary, WandaVision, and we're going to do our big review on Coming to America. Then we're going to hit you with the junkie flashbacks. We're going to talk about Babe Ruth and New Jack City. That's how we're going to wrap the show, guys. So let's get it started. So, Youngin, how was your week? How was your week? Uh, my week was pretty chill. Um... Uh... I had some uh, bad experience with the internet this week. Uh, my Activision account got hacked, uh, so uh, I had to quit all my streams because I didn't know where the hackers was coming from. I had to change passwords, do my two-step uh, authenticator app, and add phone numbers, and it, it was a whole big deal for about 10 days. Uh, finally got uh over with everything i believe on friday i think friday afternoon i got my account back got the hackers out all my uh little steps that i took ended up working out for me and now i'm good i'm, I'm back on track wow don't you just hate getting hacked i'm telling you you got hacked with your what activision i got hacked with bank of america when somebody went into my account and started taking money out paying apple podcast apple um, bills and all kinds of stuff. They were just wow. buying music and everything and whatever else wow. they could do. So yeah, I had to get with my bank and you know, Bank of America is pretty good. Like usually they don't take your money from you. They go ahead and you know reimburse you or whatnot. So I that was a bad experience, but Bank of America made it tolerable because they gave me my money back. But you were not with me last week, so you had like a big birthday come up, didn't you? So tell us about your your birthday weekend. What you do? Uh, so, mm, that Friday, the, what was that? That Friday was the 26th. My mom and, uh, my cousin and my, my sister and my sister, um, new baby, they came up to surprise me. They actually came over on Saturday and, uh, man, we just, we, we kicked it. I usually don't drink. Like I don't drink at all. Um, um, usually the occasion that I do drink is my birthday. Um, so I had about, I think we had like four bottles of wine, which ain't nothing crazy, but when you don't drink, that wine be like taking 10 shots of tequila. <laughs> so I, I had me, a, uh, uh, I think I drunk, I think I drunk like two bottles by myself. And then I had some, one of the other ones, just a taste of, uh, I had never had Stella Rosa before. So that was my first time trying that. That was pretty good. Um. And uh, I ended up pretty uh, pretty drunk, um, but I had a good time all in all, man. I got to hold my my niece for the first time and Aww. got to kick it with my mom, and we played games and stuff. And uh, cool, yeah, it was cool. pretty cool. It was pretty cool. cool. So, um, how you feel? Are you gonna stop? Are you gonna continue with without drinking? Or are you gonna you know pick it back up now since you done had a taste of that Stella Rosa? Nah, nah. I, um, <laughs> Uh, my a friend of mine just took me out last night because we didn't get to kick it last weekend for my birthday. So I did have me some sangria last night, 
and I was uh, pretty toasted. And I got me one more uh, bottle of wine that I've been looking for. It's a red. Um, it's a sweet red. I've been looking for it. I found it. So I got that. I got half a bottle left. I'm going to finish that tonight. And then uh, I'll probably be done in 2022. Got you. Got you. Got you. You talking to a person here that's, I'm a square. I don't drink at all. I mean, I've drank some, but I don't. I've never been drunk a day in my life. I can say that much. Never been drunk. Never been tipsy or anything. So Man, that wine life, all right. That wine <laughs> life, cool. You might. That, that wine life straight now. I'm with it. Yeah, so um, I haven't been doing too much um, this week, just paying attention to the news and stuff like that. I see that they finally got their stimulus on point and they're going to get it out to people. Um, I mean, it took them going back and forth and forth and back to try to get this little $1,400 out to the people. I mean, it was crazy, but yeah, finally, I think they made the decision early Saturday morning that they were going to go ahead and get that money to the people it's crazy how to me how people who are making so much money you know what i'm saying in politics how they can kind of they're going to be the ones that's making the decisions on everybody else's lives you know like how if they're going to get this money if these people going to be able to pay their rent and things like that and they don't have that that care in the world but other people do so that's kind of, you know, mind boggling to me. You know, I've just been paying attention to, well, over the last four years, I've definitely been paying attention to politics a little bit more because I used to be that type of person that was not into politics or anything. But politics affects, it affects everybody, you know, so I've definitely been paying attention. So, and the good thing is, I mean, finally they passed it, but I don't think that the 15 hour minimum wage thing is going to go through. So, no, nah, they're going to uh, end up. Uh discussing that at a later date yeah i wonder how late that's gonna be <laughs> super late exactly yeah late like they laid on these stimmies they should have been out a long time ago but um real talk yeah all right so we're gonna get into some junkie entertainment news and the first thing on my little roster is the bachelor got a black host it took them forever to get a black bachelor now they got a black host and Emmanuel Acho, I hope I'm saying his name right. Is that Acho or Acho? I think it's Acho. Okay, Emmanuel Acho, former NFL player. I think he was a linebacker for the Cleveland Browns. He is going to replace host Chris Harrison, um, who's been a longtime host of The Bachelor. And he's going to replace him as the host for the show's post finale special after the final rose. Um, and the reason that he's replacing him is because Harrison recently got into some hot water after he defended Rachel Kirkconnell, who was a contestant on the show um, a few years ago. Um, he defended her when she made the choice to attend a slave plantation theme party back in 2018. So he got on on um, he had an interview with Rachel Lindsay where he was defending Rachel Kirkconnell's decision to attend that that party. So basically, ABC is, you know, pretty much canceling him right now, or they're just, they do have him on leave right now. So Emmanuel is going to take his place. So I'll see. We going. Well, I I don't watch The Bachelor. I'm just going to be honest. The only thing that piqued my interest was that they are actually going to have a black host. So that kind of piqued my interest, and that's the reason I'm talking about it. But I really don't watch The Bachelor like that. So what did you did you um think anything when you saw this news? Um. 
I think I I think the only thing that I caught was the apology uh, that he did. I think he was on Good Morning America, I, I mm-hmm. believe. Um, yeah. So I caught I caught some of that and uh, man, that, oh man, the apology. I didn't listen to the entire thing because already when he first goes into it, it's like super dry. It, you know you um yeah you could just tell when somebody don't care for real mm-hmm. and the off the rip you could just tell it's like yeah they making me do this so I'm trying to I'm trying to get back at his job I don't, I don't I'm not really sorry but let me try to cook up something real quick so I turned it right off exactly um, yeah and I ain't really invested in the whole bachelor thing I wanted to watch because I seen a black dude on there let me go check this out that's what's up. But I ain't never watched The Bachelor, so man, I wasn't really interested. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't interested either. I did kind of see that. Um, I didn't really pay attention to the interview, but I saw where he was talking to, um, what's his name, Michael uh, Strahan on Good Morning mm-hmm. America about it. But like you said, I mean, he's just apologizing to get back to the money. It's not that he's so, you know... Actually, uh, his apology is actually authentic, so it's just he's trying right. to get back to the money. All right, so so much for that. So we are going into Space Jam. So recently, Entertainment Weekly released some fresh pics of LeBron James and the Toon Squad. This um, is going to be Space Jam: A New Legacy, directed by Malcolm Lee, who also directed Girls Trip. And it's going to be produced by Ryan Coogler, who directed Black Panther. So this should definitely, this is definitely going to be interesting. So um, what do you think about that? I know it's going to be hitting HBO Max and it's going to hit theaters as well, July 16th. So I guess they're planning for it to be a summer blockbuster. But I know that they've been kind of tight-lipped and not really saying anything about it. It's been in the works for a long time, but they haven't been saying anything. LeBron hadn't really been talking about it. So when... People got these fresh pictures. Everybody was excited. I saw, you know, Twitter kind of going off on it. You know, just going up for it, you know, with the seeing the new pictures and everything. So, um, what you think about it, Youngin? Man, I'm super with it. Uh, you know, um, man, that's one of my favorite types of uh, movies, man. Like, uh, the whole um, real people with the tune animation added, you know, like that who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh man, I, I love it. Um, uh, Space Jam wasn't. I, I liked Space Jam. I, I remember going to the movies to see it. I remember we had it on bootleg. We had it on tape when it came out. Uh, I think uh, I actually uh, have the original on digital too. Um, but it, I never was connected to it like everybody else was. Like I thought it was a cool movie. Um, I thought it could be better. Uh, I'm excited to see this just because, you know, the, that, that movie came up, what, 20 years ago? Over 20 years ago? Yeah, about 25 uh, years ago. Yeah, so that was during, like, Jordan being retired, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you talking about 20 years, animation stepping it up with uh, Pixar taking over and that, that type of CGI animation. Um, so, uh, uh, you can't really tell too much. But there's a steal uh, with Bugs Bunny um, in the trailer. It's like some some kind of guy, some 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 kind. Of, I'll just say some type of character gets shot up, up into the air. When you see Bugs Bunny look up, you can tell that Bugs Bunny isn't just like a regular regular animated 
cartoon. It's more like a like CGI type of cartoon. Now I'm looking at this picture of like Lola Bunny and LeBron doing like a hand slap, and and in in the top part of her her face looks more animated, but the the bottom part looks more CGI. I think they doctored doctored it up a little bit um, okay. because they don't want people to know that they that's the way they going. Not yet anyway, but I think it's gonna look more like uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Then it will look like the original Space Jam, which oh, I actually like. Okay. I actually okay. like that. Yeah. The new yeah, Sonic, yeah. 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 I think yeah. it'll look more like that. Yeah. Yeah. I went to the theaters to actually see the new Sonic the Hedgehog. And I really I did I enjoyed too. it. Yeah. I definitely I, I, I did think, too. I, look, that was the last movie I think I went to see right before the pandemic hit. I think that was the last movie I went to see. I think that's the last. Because that came out on Valentine's Day. Yeah, it was in February. Yeah, I can't remember the exact date, but yeah, it came out in February. Did, I remember. Did that. Bad Boys come out? Yeah, Bad Boys came out in January. Yeah, yeah, January. yeah. 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 That's the last movie I seen in the, in the theaters. I, I yeah. went to go see it the day it came out because uh, my kids love Sonic. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the original, just looking at those pictures and then looking at the ones from 1996 when Michael Jordan was in um, Space Jam, it's just so... You know, they just look totally different. I guess, you know, they're going to look different. Technology has changed since 1996. But um, right. I, was, if I, I found it interesting that the original Space Jam got mixed reviews from the from the people. Um, right. It got mixed reviews. People didn't, you know, some folks loved it. Some people hated it. But still in all, it brought in about $230 million at the box office. And it sold like $1 billion in like merchandise. And so... I guess that they're going to, they want to see if it's going to accomplish the same thing. So with the way the world is going now, um, Youngin, do you think that um, this Space Jam, a new legacy, is going to um, accomplish the same success or reach the same height of success as the original? Um. Well, <laughs> it, if it was 2019, I'd say, man, it'll probably pass it, seeing how you know big lebron is that brand um seeing how they tying stuff into the merchandise if you look at his jersey um that jersey doesn't have a nike logo well it does have a nike logo excuse me but on the right side it's got that king james logo uh so you know them jerseys going on so i already been on the internet looking for him he got shoes tied into the the actual outfit he has on and you know they 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 picking up them lebrons like they picking up jordans so mm -hmm. I, I think if it would have been back then then yeah the hype would have been crazy mm -hmm. but you know it's a guessing game every time we throw a movie out because we don't know the outcome of how many people we're gonna get to come out versus how many people gonna just watch it on hbo max exactly. so yeah. as far as the success um those original numbers i i don't i don't know i you definitely not gonna get them original numbers in the theater you definitely not that's 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 out i mean movies are doing what 40 40 50 million right now and that's worldwide nah you're not you're not even getting close so um i don't know how the numbers work as far as the streaming services go seeing that people can watch you know um things repeatedly i don't know i don't know how that works but i just don't i yeah i don't see it I don't see it getting the numbers. Yeah, and another little interesting thing that was kind of um, kind of interesting to me was that LeBron said in an interview that he was approached like 15 years ago to do this movie, but he turned it down. 
he told him that he wanted to focus on his career as a basketball player and he didn't want to get into the whole hype of like getting into movies and stuff that you know that early or that at that point in his career so uh, but he decided to go ahead and take a tackle at it now so it's going to be interesting I mean it looks good the pictures look good um, the first look pictures I'm just ready for a real trailer to come out I'm ready for the trailer yeah yeah agreed yeah and um next up so it's some sad news for people who love pose the um the f the fx series so fx is groundbreaking series pose is going to be ending after three seasons only three seasons but the show was you know groundbreaking in the three seasons that it's been on it's you know talks about the struggles the love the loss the triumph of the lgbt community centered around the ballroom culture um, I when I heard about this show coming on, it's actually created by Ryan Murphy, who we know creates almost everything and um, is uh, nearly successful in everything that he creates. So um, it's created by him, and also Steve Canals is the co-creator of Pose. And um, I really, when I first heard about it, I didn't think that I was gonna enjoy it, but I was like, okay, well, since it's Ryan Murphy, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a shot and see what happens i'm telling you i could not stop watching that show like it just you know and i'm a straight woman so i didn't think that i would you know love it like i did but i mean it's just everything it talks about family and you know people coming together as family and and families breaking apart and people being distanced from families just because of you know their lifestyle and what's you know how they they're choosing to live their lives so it's it was an amazing show and i really hate to see it go after um season three and billy porter that show actually won an emmy um billy porter won an emmy a couple years ago and he portrays pray tale um in the in the show and he won an emmy for best uh, lead actor in a drama series i think it was was it last year it might have been 20 i think no i don't think it was last year it was actually 2019 when he won um that emmy and it's just a great show i mean and i definitely hate to see it go but they say that they ended they're ending it because they have told a story that they want to tell so i think this one is going to end in 1994 because it is a period drama and it started out in like the late 80s and they're gonna end it um in 1994 that's where it's gonna end it so it is going to premiere this year may 2nd on fx so i'm gonna definitely be watching um the end of pose i'm gonna say the end of an era because i definitely love it love that show all right speaking of an era lil wayne recently announced on fox sports radio show up on game that um young money is prepping for a young money compilation album um he never mentioned whether or not drake or Nicki minaj is going to be are going to be contributing to the new album you know i think he did like two compilation albums the first one was back in like 09 that was the first one it was the most successful one i think it was certified gold and then he came with the second one i think it was called rise of an empire but it was not it didn't receive the same reviews and it definitely didn't reach the gold status on that one so now he's gonna come back with another compilation I, i'm assuming it's gonna be with the newest young young money roster but like i said i'm interested to see if drake and Nicki minaj are gonna be on there drake is no longer with young money he's actually with ovo republic but i know Nicki minaj is still on the young money cash money label so um young and are you interested in that like what, what do you think about that young money compilation album possibly dumpster juice straight up garbage 
Oh I mean, my I, gosh. I ain't heard it yet, but uh <laughs> 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 I I think I listened to like two songs off the original. I remember mm-hmm. Trophies was on uh Rise the, of an Empire. The, the Rise the of one. the Empire, but mm-hmm. I mean it, <sighs> Trophies was I mean, come on. I ain't even listen to that one. Um it, What's the reason to care about the Young Money compilation? Who who is on Young? Do we know who on Young Money anymore? You want to hear uh, 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 Gutter Gutter and uh, <laughs> uh, is Jay Mills still on there? Uh, uh, who who is who are these people? Oh man! I mean, it's some it's some young cats, it's some new cats on Young Money. I heard, well, I hadn't listened to them, so I'm not gonna even lie, but just you know, some hearsay stuff. I heard that he has two good artists on there that are really good, or that people think they can pop or whatnot. I can't think of their names right now, but they are pretty fresh. And I think that's what he was saying on the show. He wanted to do a compilation album like he did, I guess, when he was introducing Drake and Nicki to the world or whatever back in 09 when he was introducing them. And I guess he wants to kind of create that same momentum where he can push these new artists that he have um, on the roster right now. Okay. Well, I'm not mad at that, but I just, um, look, it's, it's a whole wave of, um, extremely trash music um and i i'm not subscribing to anything else new until i hear something that's like on 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 par with just the the bare minimum of lyrics for me i like i don't be knowing what these people talking about so when i hear we coming out with a new compilation and I don't even know who the who the roster is on here. I'm already I'm already uh Side looking for the, the door. I'm looking for the exit. <laughs> I, <laughs> where's the exit sign? I need to hurry up and get out of here before they turn this shit on. I, so I take it you're not gonna be listening to this. Are you gonna at no, least I got to. you gonna I gotta this, listen. Right? Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't believe in not <laughs> listening to something and i want to be able to tell y'all no this garbage i want to be able to say it so i'm gonna listen i just uh i can't believe they doing this again like cut it out yeah yeah so um i mean i'm interested to see i saw um somebody posted a roster the newest roster of uh young money and christina million was on there stop it (laughs) stop it Stop it now. Stop it. Like we don't need any more <laughs> We don't need any more reason to not listen to this. Stop. <laughs> don't call out no more names. Let's just wait for this thing to drop. Like cut it out. Cut it out, man. <laughs> oh Lord, yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's a funny so um into some other rap news. Uh, we got Quavo, which is uh, one third of Migos, as y'all know. Um, he is signing with new management. So a few weeks ago, we talked about Quavo, you know, changing. I don't know. I'm not going to say changing, but he's going in different directions within his career because he's going to be starring in his new movie with Robert De Niro and John Malkovich called Watch Me in the River. So we talked about that on a few episodes back. So now uh, more news has come out that he has signed with famous manager Scooter Braun. Scooter Braun currently has a roster of talent like Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, and Demi Lovato. 
Um, so Quavo is getting to the bag for real. Like he's trying to get to the bag. I don't know if he's trying to not, um, you know, be a rapper and move away from that and go more so more into acting, but maybe he's just trying to put his hands in all the pots, but that's, that's big news right there, uh, for Quavo. what do you think about that youngin? Uh, I'm with it. Um, he the best member of the group to me. I don't know about nobody else. Uh, if anybody needed some new management, it's definitely him. Um, I, to my knowledge, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Well, to my knowledge, as far as the group is concerned, he's the most notable as far as music. But we all know um, Offset and Cardi, that that star power right there, they they. They 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 begin to rise, uh, especially Offset when he got with Cardi. So I, but as far exactly. as the group go, he's the guy. To yeah, me. yeah. Okay. He he's the most noticeable when you listen to the music. Mm-hmm. The hook mm-hmm. sounds better when it's a him on the hook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he needs some management because when they finally break up and he goes solo, and we yeah we we need some management. He he can get to the bag. I don't know about everybody else, but he can get to it. So what do you think about his last solo album? Like the the when they all kind of broke off and kind of did their own thing. What did you think about Quavo's um his his record? Did you um I think I listened to two songs. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm not I'm not I'm not sure if they were even on the album. I just remember somebody saying he went solo. I was a little interested because I felt like he should have anyway. And I might have listened to two songs. Um, I'm not overly impressed by their music anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's some it's some nice like bop music. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to Drake on it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if they got like a nice feature, I mess with. It, I mess with them, but I I'm not. I don't really. Uh, I like them though. Finally, it took me a while. It took me how long they been out? How, when Versace came out, 2011, 12, oh, maybe, maybe even before that, it's it been gotta that be, wow. gotta be. The I Versace it been like fourteen or fifteen. No, Versace came out way before. I think Versace was out before. Uh, nothing was the same, if I'm not mistaken. Wow, wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I I'm. I, it's not that I. Don't, I dig them. But it took me a while to get there. But I'm still not like subscribed to their music like that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I gotta go in there, and actually give them a another, you know, listen. You okay. know, so now that I that I kind of dig them guys. Uh, I don't even know what the third one name is. Uh, take off, take off, take oh, take off. Yeah, he ain't gonna yeah. take off though. But he, <laughs> yeah. uh, I like him. I should give him another listen. I don't. I believe him getting new management is probably just not even for the like just the music. I think his I think he I think he can take his brand other places though. Uh because you know he is talented. To me, he's probably the face of that group. Like I said, he is the most noticeable voice to me. Mm-hmm. Uh that's that's who I hear and that's what I'm looking for whenever I hear that he or they are on something. So I just feel like grab whatever you can grab now and get to the bag while you can. So I think that's a smart move on his part. Um, as far as the music go, we'll we'll see what happens. 
Yeah, I'm definitely not mad at Quavo. I'm like, Quavo is getting to the star power. And speaking of star power, we're going to talk about one of the biggest stars, uh, Jay-Z. Jay-Z has been recently in the news for making major money moves. So at the end of February, um, Jay-Z sold half of Ace of Spades to LVMH, which is the Moet Hennessy Louis Vuitton uh, luxury brand. So he, he sold that. Um, it was an undisclosed amount. But Forbes magazine is reporting that it might have been upwards of like $630 million that Jay made off that deal. And that was at the end of February. So last week, he ended up uh, making an announcement that he sold the majority stakes of title to Jack Dorsey. So Jack Dorsey, who's the um, co-creator of Twitter, and he owns Square, which is the mobile uh, payment company square uh so they he sold that to him for nearly 300 million dollars and i think jay-z and um some other artists like of course his wife beyonce rihanna madonna daft punk those guys they ended up purchasing it together for like 56 million dollars um back in i think it was 2015 so he recently sold that that so that kind of catapulted jay-z's um worth from 1 billion up to like 1.5 billion in like less than I'm gonna say about two weeks um so I mean he's making major moves and I'm not gonna lie I mean I know a lot of people talk down about title I love title I've had title ever since it's been out the sound quality is amazing I know most people are on Apple music it was hard for title to being a boutique company it was hard for them to compete against the giants like Apple music and Spotify and all of that but, you know, I kept it there. And I, I mean, I, right now to this day, I still listen to Tidal. The only way I won't listen to my music on Tidal is if they totally take it away. But um, from what I understand, Jay-Z is going to be sitting on the board of directors. He got a board of director position um, on Square. Tidal is not going anywhere for right now. They're going to use this merger or this deal to be able to let artists have more control over their their um their product so they can probably go on there and, like sell merchandise and things like that through title um with square so that's an interesting deal and you know i know that you can tell that jack dorsey is just a huge fan of jay-z like you see him hanging out all all the time so that was like right down his alley i guess and now he's in in business with his favorite artist so and it's hard not to love Jay-Z. I mean, Jay-Z is just that guy that came from nothing and made, you know, nothing into something. You know, so I'm 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 here for it. I'm definitely here for it. So, Youngin, what you think about that? Um I don't know. I don't know how I feel about title. I'm more of an Apple music guy. Title has had some things that I wanted to get to. Uh, for instance, um, a lot of the um, Elliot Wilson interviews um, went to title and I couldn't get access to them. That was one thing. I really enjoyed uh, Elliot Wilson interviews, him and D Dot, uh, the Rap Radar podcast. Well, the Rap Radar podcast itself was on YouTube as well, but certain interviews will only be on title. But a lot of the Elliot Wilson stuff that he did by himself, like the one he did uh, when he interviewed Jay-Z, it wasn't on YouTube. It was on Tidal. So I got Tidal just to see those things and then I would get off. Um, as far as the music goes, though, I'm, I'm more of an Apple Music guy. So I don't really I don't really care about Tidal. Oh, and Tidal had um, 
I I want to say it's just called stories. I don't I don't remember the Irv Gotti um show where he uh, recreated songs um and turned them into like a like an hour mini movie. Um, I, I enjoyed a few of those, so you know I, I won the title for that. But other than that, I'm wondering um the people who invested in title for jay-z you know because when i think about you know i forgot that they had that whole round table when they when they first announced it and madonna and daft punk kanye and you know beyonce i forgot all of them were there and it was like a big thing and everybody signed the contract mm-hmm. every yeah. time i think about title i think about him so now that he's gone do we still want title well, I mean, I don't want to say that he's fully gone. I mean, he's actually going to still be sitting there making decisions. He still owns a big part of the company. Um, well, a nice chunk of the company. I mean, but he did sell the majority to Jack Dorsey's Square, uh, which this deal has been in the works for a while. I heard about it a long time ago that it was possibly going to happen. So um, now it has happened, but it's not going to. Everything's not going to be finalized until the second quarter of this year. But um i mean i'm still gonna rock with title i mean i've been rocking with it since day one pretty much i didn't even subscribe to apple music like that so i just never did and once i heard like jay-z was the you know he bought it from like this what german company or something he acquired the you know like i said earlier he acquired it for like 56 million with the other artists so I mean, when I heard about it, I was just like, okay, it's Jay-Z. So, you know, Jay-Z don't really put his hands on no junk. So, I'm definitely going to. I mean, he struggled. I mean, he struggled. I mean, just like he said, you know, we we need to support our black people, you know, especially when they're trying to do something like that. I mean, we sit up and we'll pay $1,500 for an Apple phone. But <laughs> when it comes to that, and I heard so many people just trash title. And I'm like, okay, oh, talking about, oh, the interface is all jacked up. No, it's not. No, it's not. I can I can maneuver through title way better than I can Apple Music. I tried Apple Music. Um, I didn't pay for it, but I mean I've looked into it or whatever. But I mean I can maneuver through um, title flawlessly. Like and the sound quality is is great. So I'm I'm gonna stick with title. You know, um, I like Jack Dorsey too. So I'm I'm gonna stick with title. I think I'm gonna stick with it. Um, so I heard a lot of folks online talking about this whole capitalism thing. Like, oh, you know, Jay-Z is just a capitalist and, you know, he's just trying to make money. I heard one person say, well, I read that one person said, you know, Jay-Z can sell y'all into slavery and y'all will be right behind him or whatever. I'm like, at the end of the day, if we are living in this country, if we are working for a living, if we are paying our bills, if we are working, we need to pay our bills. We are all capitalists. If we're not living out in a jungle somewhere where we are living off the land and we don't have to worry about <laughs> electricity and um, running water coming through our pipes or whatever, we are capitalists. So I just, these people talking about this capitalism and stuff like that, you're not going to change this. We are all capitalists. So we live in a capitalistic society and it's not going to change. So I can't sit up here and be mad at this man for you know making a way out of no way and coming up you know the way that he did so i just that's the argument that i don't get what do you think about that whole have you paid any attention to that capitalism argument and you know what that woke twitter is always talking about 
Not really, but you know how it is when it comes to him, man. It's always well he he only talk about money and hoes in his lyrics and um you know he's worshiping the devil and um uh, uh, uh what, what else it, it's always it's always some shit with him um it ain't never just about the music or whatever move he's done it's always about some some other off the wall topic just to say that you know you don't fuck with jay-z um i haven't heard anything as of late but i i haven't really been in tune like that but i guess it just comes with the territory when you yeah. still the top guy of the game um and the only other person who's competition in you is drake i it just come with it i guess so speaking of the um top guy of the game do you think that jay-z is going to be done with rap do you think 444 is probably his last album or do you think he's gonna try to make more music mm. you know i don't I don't know. And when it comes to the music, to be completely honest with you, I haven't really been. I haven't been a fan. Well, I can't say. I'm, of course, I'm still a fan, but I, I just haven't been uh, vibing with his last few albums. Um, the 444 joint was cool. Uh, there's some joints on there I really do like. Like I really like a lot. Um, but like I remember. When he came back with Kingdom Come, and I thought that was trash. Everybody seems to like American Gangster, and I, I wouldn't. I like it, but I, I just felt like they was giving it too much. Um, and I just hate Blueprint Three. I'm not. I'm not a big fan. So I don't know if he will just hang it up and say he retired. But I would like to see him. Um, if it, I, I would like to see him put forth effort to do a last album um i i, I think i would enjoy that mm -hmm. i think i would enjoy that yeah what i enjoy about jay-z so much and why he's like one of my favorite rappers today is because he changes he's a true artist like he doesn't stay in that same realm like you won't hear him he's not big pimping jay-z anymore like he's he evolves like his music evolves as his life evolves you know some people try to stay in that same you know range that they've been doing you know 50 years old and still you know singing about hoes in the club or whatever and know they've been married for 20 years so my thing is like that's what i enjoy so much about him like his music totally changed like 444 is not gonna sound anything like the black album and the black album is not going to sound like reasonable doubt you know reasonable doubt was like you know when he was the hungriest like he had to get out there he had to prove himself or whatever so that's that's what i enjoy so much about jay-z is that his music evolves with his life um the same thing with drake and we'll talk about it later with um this new um uh, project that he put out um a couple days a few days ago called scary hours too drake is that same type of rapper like he's going to evolve with you know as his life changes his music is going to change and you know, a lot of folks just don't do that. They just want to do what's hot out there right now. So, I mean, I enjoyed 444. Like, that was, that last album, I definitely enjoyed it. I listen to it to this day. Um, I still listen to it when I'm in the gym. I definitely enjoyed American Gangster because, you know, he was so hype about it. Because he was just so hype about that, that, um, that movie that was coming out at the time. And he was real hype about it. So, I think he gave us some good music on that one as well. But... 
I just enjoy Jay-Z as an artist. I just, you know, love the way that he's grown and um, and all of that. So that's how I feel about him. So speaking of major money moves, somebody else making major money moves is Miss Oprah Winfrey, the media mogul. So Oprah Winfrey has um, signed on with um, CBS, her and her Harpo studio. They've signed on to do the sit-down interview with the former Royals. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry on CBS and uh, from what reports are saying is that Oprah is going to receive anywhere from seven million to nine million dollars just for that two-hour um, primetime interview so that is crazy money um, I think I posted that on um, my, on the website junkieexperience.com and I had got some comments where people were saying that um you know was she gonna donate to charity and you know oprah's just all about money and that they didn't like her or whatever but i'm like well i mean i'm like get what you what you feel you worth i mean what do you think about that uh as far as oprah is concerned i mean i guess i don't understand um I understand why they would want Oprah to be the person to interview. Uh, I don't understand what's Oprah part in it. Because are they asking her? Is she asking them? Is she the one that wanted to do the interview, I guess, is what my question is. I think they say Meghan Markle handpicked Oprah to do the interview like a while ago. Like she wanted Oprah, she wanted to be the, you know, she wanted Oprah to be the one that she sat down and told her story to. So in this interview, she's going to be talking about ah. how, yeah, how she and Harry are distancing or have distanced themselves from the royal family. They no longer have their titles, and you know that um, she is also pregnant um, again with their second child. So. Um, all of that's going to be on this interview tonight But people were like up in arms Because Meghan and Harry are not getting paid for this interview That's what they're saying Right. But Oprah is getting a, a 7 to 9 million dollar bag um, oh, Ah this. see that, yeah. that 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 makes a lot more sense right there She using Oprah to be able to get out the word I guess Yeah Yeah about what's going on To expose the royal family People, People been I mean I fact checked some of the stuff when I was watching The Crown, but people have been trying to expose stuff that they do for like years. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Yep. Right. So it's just another, yeah, it's just another, uh, another chapter for them. Um, mm-hmm. I don't understand what the problem. Like, um, she was saying that you know they basically they was creating this narrative. That 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 they were um, Megan and Harry were like difficult, and uh, uh, they were they were doing things basically to undermine the royal family. And I, I seen where she was saying that that was nowhere near the truth um, because they wanted to live their lifestyle a certain way, mm-hmm. and they don't agree is the reason why. They are using the tabloids and papers in um, Britain to push this narrative that it's something wrong with them when it's really the royal family who just disagrees with the way that they live in, which reminds you kind of like of. Um, oh, man, what's Queen Elizabeth's uncle name? 
Well, not just Diana, but I'm just taking it further back before that. Uh, oh, Queen wow. Elizabeth's uncle was supposed to be, you know, the king. And I, I want to say he was the king, but he stepped down and Queen Elizabeth's father took over as king. Okay. okay. But he wanted... They they wanted they didn't want him to um, take on uh, who eventually became his wife. You know they didn't want her a part of everything. So he stepped down and 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 um, he gave that 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 um, title ship to his brother because he wanted to be with you know with the woman he loved. And they you know they weren't fucking with that. Exactly. So you know he they he he had to move out the country and everything. Uh, I can't wow. remember his name right now, but they, you know that's like you know just because they disagree and then you know it's a uh, the, the 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 prime minister and and all of them get involved and they you know they sit down and have a meeting and they decide how you know the fuck we gonna do this thing. Um, even uh uh I, I need to get my my names right. Queen Elizabeth's sister, the guy that she wanted to be with. They ended up, and he actually worked for the royal family. They ended up shipping him off somewhere else. Um, when him and and and, and her her sister wanted to be together, so they, I think they got along. And we all know, you know, Princess Diana and how that thing worked out. So yeah. they, they just got a long history of, you know, doing this type of thing. Exactly. Um, yeah. I'm trying to figure out why that's all right. Like what. Well, I mean, why that's for, cool to do, and for Megan, I'm pretty sure it was a culture shock for her, you know, going over there and you know, having to live a certain life and not being able, I mean, being told what to do like every single day of your life. Like, I'm pretty sure, you know, with, with Kate uh, Middleton, you know, she was already prepared for this, you know, with with this, I mean, she probably already been prepared for it since she was a teenager, but for Megan, it was just different for her. She was just like, What the hell, you know, she probably like, uh, uh-uh, like. I'm not doing this. Like, I, you know, I'm American and shoot. She got, she got a, got a man back over here to America. I think they got a house in Montecito, California right now. And they, they got this big old deal with Netflix. I think it's a hundred million dollar deal that they just signed with Netflix to create um, audio and video content for Netflix. So yeah, they got it going on. I think it's going to be like documentaries and, you know, things like that. Cause we know Megan was an actress first and then she met Prince Harry and, you know, they got married and. All this stuff is going on with them. And I know that the royal family is supposed to be trying to stop her from... They want to stop her from doing this interview with Oprah. Like, they've been doing everything in their power to stop it. But it's going to happen. And when we're recording this, this goes up on Monday. But we're actually recording this on Sunday. And um, so the interview is going to actually air tonight. So we'll definitely talk about it next week. Um, You know how it went. Because I'm going to be watching tonight. Because it comes on at 8 o'clock tonight. Eight o'clock Eastern time. Yeah, so um, it's gonna be interesting. I can't wait to see it. You know, Oprah gonna ask the hard questions, so I'm ready. <laughs> I might have to find a way to uh, find a way to check that out. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I, I don't, I don't have cable. I might have to. I just found out that uh, Paramount Plus has a live TV option for its CBS networks. So maybe that might be a way I can. Mm-hmm. Check it out. It's, I'm 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 super interested. Um, and I'm pretty sure I, they're gonna be showing all the highlights too tomorrow. Like all the important pieces, you're gonna see right. it anyway. Yeah. Nah, yeah. nah. I want to watch the whole joint. I wonder how it feels for Harry, man, to know your mom went through something similar like this. And and I'm sure 
with with his mom passing away, he got it from the perspective of them opposed to the perspective of his mom. He probably remembers certain things, but the perspective is from, you know, his grandmother and his father and, you know, the, the royals, basically. I wonder how it feels to be on this side of it because he basically going through what his mom went through. Exactly. I mean, the thing is, he said that it's like even an excerpt. I heard a, I heard a little excerpt from the interview where he's saying that he feels like, you know, he doesn't want history to repeat itself. That's what he said. And wow. he was referring to his mom. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? That's to good, man. That's crazy. Yeah. So um, they're going to be exposing the, the royal family tonight and I cannot wait to see what happens. So, you know, Megan, she looks like the type she's not going to hold anything back. <laughs> So, um, speaking of exposing people, the next big story that um, hit earlier in the week was the whole T.I. and Tiny drama. So, um, Atlanta rapper T.I. and Tiny are in some hot water right now. They're being accused of everything under the sun. So, to start at the top of it. So, it started out with Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms announcing T.I. as some type of ambassador of peace. So when she announced that, I think it was like an ambassador of peace of Atlanta or something like that to that effect. And then right after that happened, that announcement was was happening, um, a former fam family friend by the name of Sabrina, Sabrina Peterson came out and started making some allegations towards T.I. Uh, first, she said that, um, you know, she doesn't see how, you know, T.I. can be an ambassador of peace or whatever the, the title was that uh, Mayor Bottoms was trying to give him. Uh, when he put a gun to her head, like he was not, you know, not peaceful in any type of way in her in her eyes. She said that um, I think it was an instance while uh, she was defending. I think T.I. was, you know, going off from what she was saying. T.I. was going off on Tiny, his wife. She ended up intervening in their argument. She said at that point, T.I. had gotten belligerent. He pulled a gun out on her and he put it to her head. And she said at that point, she said Tiny didn't do anything to defend her, didn't say anything to defend her. So by her telling this story, it escalated into her talking about how they traffic women and how they drug women and how they have sex with women, you know, um, unconsensual sex with different women or whatever. So it just came, it just got on there. So she, so Sabrina got on her Instagram live. She started bringing women into the conversation, like going live with different women. And these women were talking about how they were coerced into unconsensual sexual activities with T.I. and Tiny um, after they had they were administered illegal drugs. So it just became a whole thing. So I think she talked to like maybe three or four women at that time on her live. So now this thing has escalated. And when she did that, it really took everything the internet by storm and everything and i think ti and tiny were trying to ignore it at first but it got so bad and so out of control that ti had to go on his instagram live and respond to it by saying that you know he did not there was no way like hell no you know i didn't do this and my wife didn't do it or whatever but you know sabrina did open that that can of worms and she definitely um poked at that hornet hornet's nest so now, come up, fast forward to several weeks later, we have more than 30 women coming out now saying that that they were the, that the couple kidnapped, drugged, and assaulted them, like sexually assaulted them. So a lot of these women did say that they were that they were picked up by Ti and Tiny um, to have sexual relations, you know, with the couple. 
Uh, which, like I said, whatever somebody's do in their sexual, you know, in their marriage or whatever, whatever things that they do, as long as they're not doing it with a kid or whatever, then that's their that's their business. So these women did admit to agreeing to have sex with Ti and Tiny, but I think it got to the point where one girl was saying that she was drugged, she didn't know, you know, what was going on, and she said she was there to have sex with Ti and Tiny, but they ended up passing her off to. Um, a bodyguard or one of T.I.'s other employees, you know, and she was like, she didn't agree to have sex with that person. So she felt like at that point she was violated. She said when she did come to her senses, she realized that, you know, her body had been just used up and um, she just, you know, I guess she felt the, the effects of, you know, somebody like, I don't know, you know, maybe quote unquote having like a train ran on her or something. She said, cause she didn't know what was going on but um as far as like so the, the biggest argument comes down to the unconsensual sex you know so saying like a person cannot fully consent if they are under the influence and things like that so right now ti um is being investigated uh, well attorney tyrone blackburn who is going to be representing these more than 30 women he is calling for an investigation of ti and tiny um, on these allegations that have been placed upon them and right now that's where it sits with with them I think T.I. and Tiny they both have lawyered up um, they're saying that they feel like it's just a, uh, what did they call it it wasn't a witch hunt but they, they said something else I can't think of the term that they use right now but that's what's going on with them um, and currently as of right now uh, VH1 has suspended production of T.I. and Tiny and friends and family hustle the vh1 reality tv show and i think ti has also been let go of um a marvel movie ant-man i don't know if he was ever in the running for that but um marvel uh i think they did announce or disney or whoever who handles marvel now is it disney disney handled marvel right yeah so i think yeah, they disney announced yeah. yeah they announced that um he would not be in the upcoming ant-man movie so that's what's going on with them. So, I mean, it's not looking good right now for them. But I guess we'll see what happens. I know that I'm going to be following this case just to see what, you know, how it pans out. Youngin, your take. <laughs> uh, I mean... I don't really have a take till you know we start seeing some type of evidence. Uh, I think maybe I should go back and watch uh, these lives. They did come across my YouTube, but I didn't. I don't think I knew about what was going on at the time. I probably would have actually watched them. Um, because mm -hmm. I, yeah. I, I don't. I mean, I get it, but then I don't get it. Mm -hmm. Uh. I mean, they, it sounded like they was into some 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 freaky stuff, cool. Um, and then, in the midst of that, we, we finding out that they were drugging women. What was was there any like um, elaboration on the kidnapping? What was the kidnapping about? Like, how did we, how did we get kidnapped? Like, was that? sure how the kidnapping part got in there because most of the women did say that they consented now one girl was 16 years old when it happened uh, from oh. what she was saying I think she was like 16 oh. 
when this happened and from what they're saying is that you know i guess ti sends tiny to go out and recruit and sabrina may be the ones helping them recruit allegedly you know recruiting young women to bring back or whatever to their house or room or wherever they were at that time so i mean over the years i have been hearing things about ti and tiny and their sex life and i'm just like you know a person's sex life is their sex life as long as they're not violating anybody or you know having sex with underage you know with children or whatever you know that's their business um but i've been hearing things about them for years when i worked in the uh entertainment industry back in the day when i was on this doing this uh, radio show um uh, they were people was talking about them <laughs> talking about how they you know what they did and how they would go in hotels and the rooms would just be horrible when they would leave and it was all kinds of stuff going on but i don't know i mean we we're gonna have to see what happens with this um what's what's going to happen and and how it's going to play out. I mean, it, it may not look, it's not going to look good either way. Because if they get convicted of it, then they're looking at jail time. And if they don't get convicted of it, then people are always going to attach that to their name. And they're going to be out of a whole bunch of money for the legal fees that they're going to have to, you know, spend money out on. So how is this? It's not going to be a win for them, period. I mean, typically when stuff like this happens, you're done anyway. Uh... You know, um, the court of uh, public opinion, as they say. Um, I mean, you already see, like I, like you said, I don't, I don't know if. I think maybe Disney just, maybe he wasn't fired at just because of the allegations and things that are being, uh, what they are being accused of. Maybe it was just a good time to throw in the statement, like, you know, we're not going forward with Ti. And just so it's known, so that type of drama don't come to that, to that, to that, to that, to that franchise, so they don't have to make any official statements about anything. It probably was the right thing to do for them. But uh, even with that being said, it just looked like, cause cause the the initial reports that I seen is that he was fired. But when I looked into it, the only cast that they had already announced were the original cast and not even everybody from the original just the 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 four you would think of uh like uh, michael douglas and uh uh evangeline lily and you know you know you know those guys with uh uh what's my man name paul rudd and and, and um and michelle pfeiffer yeah. yeah right right michelle pfeiffer like those four nobody else had been so so it's it it's hard to say if he was actually fired because I don't even know if they that they, they couldn't have started shooting yet, right? So I, I don't know if that was a thing. But anyway, I just think that was a formality for them to get their nose out of it. So they wouldn't have nobody putting their nose in them and wanting official statements and them having to say whatever and it's already bad for the movie thing, but the uh court of public opinion already like, Oh nah, he got fired. Yeah, I did see and that then he got fired. Yeah, I saw Right, that. that's what I seen at first. And then the whole, you know, don't make it no better, you know, VH1, like, shit, uh, we're going to go ahead and let this thing play off and, and see what happened, bro. Uh, we're going to have to close it down, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah. that's just what go with the territory, uh, which I don't necessarily know if that's a wrong thing. I think that's probably a right thing when it comes to business. Because um, mm -hmm. yeah, you don't, you don't want... 
Yeah, right. You don't want one bad apple to spoil everything else. So I get that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's unfortunate that yeah. it got to be like that. But I actually, I actually understand that. I just wish, um, like I said, I wish we would wait till we got some concrete something, mm-hmm. some yeah. some type some type of evidence to be able to say this is what it is, and then go from there. You know. Mm-hmm. But we'll we'll see. We'll see we what happens. See. Yeah, we'll see how. It who, goes. who is this? Let me let me ask you this. This female. This is not. Um, um, man, I don't remember the girl name. Uh, Tiny got the little her friend. Uh, oh, and, not, and I don't no, remember her name. Not it's Shikana. not. Not Shakana. No, it's not. Okay. Shikana. Okay. Yeah, I just I, I just remember it was somebody with an S. And every time I heard the name, I was like, damn, I, I wonder if that's their friend. Now I will say this: if it had fucked around and been her. Woo! That yeah, yeah. Now, that Shikana, I think that would have stuck a little bit more. Now Shakana actually got on her Instagram live and, and she defended defending. them, right? She was defending them, but then she was throwing them under the bus at the same time because she was saying oh. like, uh, <laughs> so she was saying oh. something about, um, oh Sabrina, you know, you you was helping them traffic too, you know, you ain't saying nothing, you was helping them traffic. I'm like, and then I oh think, damn, like, yeah, yeah. So they shut her down. So, so she basically, got, like, like don't yeah. be jumping on here talking all this shit when you helped them, but at the same time, you just told on them. Yeah, she just told on them, and I think, <laughs> I think, uh, Ti got on her. Somebody got on on Shakana because she came back on IG Live and started crying, you know, trying to clear the shit up after she had put it out there like that. You know what I'm saying? So that and and I I was just we was just having a conversation last night mm-hmm. and. uh my cousin was saying he he mighty he mighty quiet right now and we was telling him you do not say nothing yeah because yeah. everything you say everything you do is under a microscope whether you did something or not you let your lawyer handle it you don't allow anybody to see you in any negative light nigga like smoke your weed in the house <laughs> Don't be outside letting nobody taking no pictures of you smoking weed cause now you a drug addict. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't eat, don't sit your ass and don't go nowhere. You order Uber Eats, like they, <laughs> stay the fuck in the house. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's a prime example. Yeah. Yeah, that's a prime example. Somebody saying something like that. That that is exactly what you don't need. Exactly. That's exactly what you don't need. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he jumped up. Ti jumped up and said something when you know the heat started getting real hot or whatever. He jumped on Instagram Live and started trying to defend himself and defending Tiny and things like that. But now reports are saying some people are saying. I mean, that could just be rumors, but they are saying that that you know word is word on the street is that Tiny was the the main one doing it. But I mean, like I said, I'm not gonna put that on her. Those are just rumors. Like I said, we're not gonna we're we're not gonna know until we know. Right, right. Okay. okay. All right. So uh, that is it for the junkie entertainment news, and we're gonna come back with our junkie reviews. Stay tuned to Junkie Experience. So we are back with the junkie reviews, and we have quite a few things that we want to review today. Some things that kind of popped up out of the blue that we didn't know was coming. Um, like first up, Megan Thee Stallion and Maroon Five released, or they dropped the single this well last week called "Beautiful Mistakes." So to me, um, the song was cute. You know, it, it was a, a cute little song. I mean, it was basically what 
you know, you expect from Maroon 5, or, you know, rocker Adam Levine. He stays pretty much in his element by supplying his little smooth rock vocals over guitar. We know that what we're going to get from him. Um, and then, you know, the song is basically Beautiful, Beautiful Mistakes was like love from two points of view. It was like Adam Levine's, his whole thing was that he wishes he could turn back the hands of time. And Megan's was about her being ready to be rid of a toxic romance or whatnot. But like I said, the song was okay. Um, it was rock. Um, it was cool to hear Megan try to sing a little bit. Um, cause I wasn't expecting that. I'm like, okay, so she kind of tapping into Nicki Minaj with this, trying to, trying to sing. I've never heard her sing before. I mean, has she ever sang on anything, anything before? Cause she was trying to give us a little melody on Beautiful Mistakes. Nah, I ain't never heard her harmonize nothing before. Yeah, I mean, this was the first time. So, um, Adam Levine, they asked him, um, about this, you know, why did they pick Megan for this? And, um, he said he just loved what she's doing now. He thinks she was, you know, great, a great addition to the song, and he really enjoyed working with her. I mean, they look good together on the cover. I think they shot a video for it. They look good together um, on the cover. It's real colorful and, you know, all these hot popping neon colors or whatever. But um, the song is just, I mean, I don't want to go as far as calling it mediocre, but it's not anything that I would have, like, consistently in my playlist. You know, I love to hear Megan go hard. She definitely didn't go hard on here because it was kind of like a a smooth somber like you know rap or whatever but you know it's, it's good for what it was you know I, I try to support Megan and what she does and I've always you know enjoyed Maroon 5's music so what you think what did you think about it I mean it was cool <laughs> I I don't want to say it's like the typical Maroon 5 it just ain't my I get, maybe it's just not my vibe right now so I ain't really getting it. Like maybe at some point I hear it again and go, "Oh man, that was." But right now, it's like, ah, all right, cool. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They put Megan on there. That was cool too. And man, yeah. all right, next song. Like I, I don't. <laughs> I, okay. Yeah. Now yeah. I don't think it's a bad song. I don't no, think it's a bad song. It's not bad at I all. just don't. It's just not. Um, it, I, I, I'm not. I ain't grooving with it yet. I, maybe I need some time. It ain't. It, yeah. it ain't my vibe right now. You know what I'm saying? That's that's all it was. I I heard it. I. That's it. That I heard mm -hmm. it. I, I heard it. Yeah, yeah, I listened to it a couple of times because I wanted to give it like an honest review and my honest opinion. But like I said, it's right. not gonna be in my playlist. I'm not gonna be playing it in the car. I, but I enjoyed it. You know, for what it was. I see. See. So. So. Um, last night I went out to dinner and I said, man, I got a little homework. I haven't, and I haven't heard a song in the car in a while. So I was mm -hmm. like, man, let me, let me throw this, let me throw this Maroon 5. Let me get this, this bold sound system in his Lexus <laughs> to try and see what's yeah. going on with this. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, it just ain't my vibe right now. It, it yeah. ain't do nothing for it. It ain't do yeah. nothing for it. Yeah, I'm not feeling, I mean, I think it's, I mean, you say it's not typical Maroon 5, but I feel like it's typical Adam Levine Maroon 5, just with, with, with uh, yeah. Megan on the, on the track. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So speaking of I new do. stuff and, um, folks vibing and dropping shit straight out the blue, um, Drake, he just dropped a new EP with like three songs called Scary Hours 2. Where, where did he come up with that title, Scary Hours? Like, what, what does that mean? Scary Hours 2. Did we get Scary Hours 1? Man, I was... Man, it's crazy. I was thinking the same <laughs> thing, and I can't remember. I don't... The only thing that I would say 
that I can think of is that Drake is so like he could be unpredictable at times, and he'll just drop something. Yeah, yeah. Something. I think I think that's maybe what he means, but it, shit ain't no telling when, man. Probably some damn something about a girl. <laughs> You know he's gonna be the certified lover. Um but, <laughs> but uh so this Mary Not a certified Allen, lover boy. Yeah, certified lover boy. So um yeah, so he dropped three songs. This is a three song EP. Um I think he dropped it Thursday, I believe, or was it early Friday morning? Or was it Thursday? I think it was well, I think it was Thursday at midnight. Okay, so yeah. Okay, so um it features it's three songs. One of the songs features Lil Baby and um the last song, which is called Lemon Pepper Freestyle, it features Rick Ross. Let me tell you something. Lil Baby, oh my gosh, I could not believe this dude was flowing like this. I'm like, okay, where have I been that I have not listened to him? Cause you know how I be going hard on like these young rappers that I don't really listen to and I don't vibe to like that. But Lil Baby mm. brought it on that um wants and needs like he really brought it on that song so the three tracks on the song the first one is called what's next no feature on that one then wants and needs features little baby and like i just said lemon pepper freestyle features rick ross so i was feeling it and yesterday i was in the gym i got on the stab master i say okay so let me play this while I'm on the Stairmaster. And I'm going to tell you something. My music has to be serious when I'm on the Stairmaster. I can't play around on the Stairmaster with no whack music and something that's not going to get me going. When I tell you I listened to that whole EP like three times while I was on the Stairmaster. And I just like, I just wanted to keep going hard. Just going hard, going hard. I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Lil Baby. And I definitely enjoyed um, the last track, Lemon Pepper Freestyle with, um, with Rick Ross. So... Drake is um I think he's gearing up for something big because he's supposed to be dropping his next album next month and it's gonna be called like we were talking about earlier Certified Lover Boy. So Youngin, what was your take on Scary Hours Two? Um, I could have done away with everything but that Lemon Pepper freestyle. Uh, little baby cool. Everybody keep trying to like force him on me um he cool he all right um yeah he's well, great i mean it was, that was I my first really time really hearing him yeah that was my first time hearing him like that and the way his um his breath control was going like on that like i mean it's like the nigga didn't even breathe like while he was like spitting that rap i was like i respect that like i respect him he came hard on that one i mean i don't know what he does on his other things but with with Drake, I guess when him and Drake got in there together, like he he came hard on that one. I gotta give it to him. I, that made me respect the little nigga. Like I, I respect I, him right now. I heard him on a few other tracks, and um, um, yeah, he cool. He he cool. Um, I heard him. I don't know what song this is, but he's got like a song. He's got a video to it uh, where he's like um, telling his story. And uh, that made me go, oh, man, I was actually pretty good. Um, he was decent. Um, I didn't really have any complaints. Uh, but uh, as far as this, I don't know, what is this, an EP? Yeah, it's uh, an EP. Mm-hmm. That, man, that, that Lemon Pepper Freestyle is, that, I don't it ain't nothing else to listen to, for real. That's I know. That was the best one out there. Yeah. yeah, that's Rewind Bag. That's, uh, you know, you got... <laughs> 
Yeah, you got classic product placement, Rick Ross. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying I, he, he had him a few product lines in there, but uh, man, it was that thing. I mean, the vibe was just that. It man, it was just it was his own point. I I was with it. Yeah, are you ready I for this song, Certified Lover Boy? You ready for this this man, next album? Man, man, I can't wait, man. I I yeah. can't wait. I. I don't think I've ever anticipated a Drake album. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking to myself, I don't think uh, somebody sent me every album, I think. I, I didn't really care. Mm-hmm. Somebody would put me on to a song. Um, but I'm I'm with it, man. I'm so ready to hear some music I could actually... Like, look, I'm in the 90s and 2000s right now with it. I don't listen to no none of these new guys, none of these little, 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 little snack cake guys, <laughs> or little, little colorblind. I don't listen to none of them niggas. I, I can't, yeah. I can't fuck with them. Um, the guys playing dress up, like I'm, I, I can't vibe with these dudes. Uh, I don't care yeah. what they say. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. So yeah. I, I, I need some, some of them. I mean, I guess you could just call them OGs now that have been in the game 10 years or better. Mm-hmm. I need, you know, I man, that Big Sean album, I couldn't wait. Yeah. I, yeah. Man, thank thank you. Like, I just, <laughs> somebody give me some music. And if the, if, the, if the big dog, he the big dog, he gonna drop some music. I'm right there. I'm in line. Okay. I'm in line. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, ready for I this too. I can't wait for it to drop. I'm ready for this too. And like I was saying earlier, you know, Drake is that artist that's going to evolve. Like, as his life goes, his his music is going to change the way his life um, changes. And I, I love that about him um, because I was glad that he took this break. Like he took a break for a while and now he's coming back and, you know, he's coming back strong. So I'm ready for this certified lover boy. See what he's talking about or whatever. But um, this this EP was dope. I'm, I'm going to have to give it to him. And um, transitioning from the new to the old. Um, Netflix just dropped a new documentary um, of the Notorious B.I.G. and his life. It's called I Got a Story to Tell. So this documentary dropped on March 1st um, and it was on the rapper. We all know that, you know, uh, Biggie, he was, you know, just phenomenal. Even the short time that he was here, like he was just a phenomenal rapper. And I definitely grew up, you know, listening to his music and everything so this one this documentary dove dove a little bit deeper into biggie's life um it you know you you were going to see like some never before seen footage um there's a lot of video being taken back in the day like um one of um uh big's best friends he made sure he had the camera every time so it was just a bunch of video footage a bunch of vhs footage that we see of um of big on this particular documentary you know just a lot of testimonies from some of his closest friends people who he went to school with um and um and of course his mother miss valetta and i think his 96 year old grandmother i think she's 96 yeah she still lives in jamaica she was on there talking about him too like how big was when he would you know visit back home because that's where his mom is originally from so it was just it was amazing like you know just to see that and plus you know i i was in that era when biggie was you know out there doing his thing and you know and when he was taken from us too soon like i said earlier it was just it was devastating uh for us so we learned about like his 
friendship with um O, like one of his best friends, and O was like a straight up street dude. Um, came from a long line of street dudes, you know. So, but he was one of his friends that encouraged him to pursue rap. Like he encouraged him to do this. He he um egged him on when Big thought that he couldn't do it, when he thought that it wasn't gonna work. O was there to tell him, like, you know, nigga, this is gonna work. Like, you gotta do it, and I'm here with you a hundred percent. But unfortunately, O end up losing his life and um you know but big went ahead to become went on to become you know who he became so it was just it was an amazing story um just to kind of hear them talk about him as far as like you know the man behind the music and who he was before all the fame and we get a chance to see like concert footage and, and all of that's in there so it's just it's an amazing documentary i enjoyed every minute of it youngin did you get a chance to watch it yet uh no i started it um but i didn't get the chance to go in depth with it um i was already um hmm i was already kind of like questioning it because like how many times we're gonna do a documentary about biggie not saying i don't like biggie biggie one of my favorite rappers i just uh I didn't see them having anything to say that I haven't already heard, or I didn't see them having any uh, having uh, anything in the documentary that I hadn't already seen before. So I wasn't enthusiastic about it at all. Uh, I was pretty much against it, to be completely honest. Uh, but I started it. Uh, I was just a little busy. I'm gonna finish it up uh, later on today, um, and then I, I, I we'll see. We'll see, man. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's definitely, definitely a must-see. Um, especially for anybody who's a fan of Biggie. It's, it's a, um, an, a must-see that just focuses on the unexamined parts of his of his life that we probably didn't know about. So, And, of course, Puff is going to be in there because, I mean, Puff was a big part of, of Biggie's life and his success. So he was definitely in there a few times just talking about things from his point of view and his perspective. So moving on, the thing that we really came here to talk about today was this brand new coming to America that just dropped this, what, when did it drop? Friday, Friday night, Friday. well, Friday morning, yeah. yeah, it actually dropped Friday yeah, morning, Friday morning. Yep. I'm telling you, I was scrambling to try to see this between work and trying to prep for the show and keep up with the website and everything, it was just like, I could not get a chance to like lock it down and watch it so right before this show started i just finished it like right before the show so everything is kind of fresh um in my mind right now so coming to america directed by craig brewer the screenplay by kenya barris of blackish um it opens up to the beautiful land of zamunda and they are living lavishly like they were on the first one so of course you're going to get eddie murphy as prince Akeem. Um, he comes back with um, his best friend, Simi, played by Arsenio Hall. And I really, I can honestly say that, um, yeah, I've been ducking and dodging social media since Friday. Because I was just like, I don't need anybody to spoil anything for me. Because I want to see it for myself. I want to, you know, create my own opinion about it. You know, see how I feel about it and how I, what I think about it. So, I definitely didn't listen to anybody's um their take on it i wanted to you know look at it myself and see what i thought about it and i ain't gonna lie like i mean coming to america i can remember seeing the first one i was a little kid 
when that one came out but i remember like i can remember my dad like getting it from the video store and like waiting on it to come because i mean the, the video store once it dropped at the video store people were like on it like they were just on it like you could you could barely get it get your hands on it you had to like tell them to hold it or whatever so you could get get coming to america so when i finally saw it you know as a kid i was just amazed it was funny to me it was just i mean and, and to this day people still remember the lines from the original coming to america i mean i know every word of she's your queen to be that song so <laughs> i'm just like every that that movie is iconic it's an iconic comedy it's amazing and they decided to bring it back 30 plus years later and did it hold up is it as funny as the first one so we're gonna talk about it in here so um i'm not gonna lie i got teary-eyed during the opening credits i know it's a comedy but still it is i did i got teary-eyed because of the the nostalgia that it brought back you know just me as a kid seeing like the original or whatever and i'm just like okay just to see all these people come back to this movie to actually do it again and to see james earl jones there and we know james earl jones is up in age and just to see him you know still be here 30 30 plus years later to you know as king what Jaffer 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 I mean just to see him do that was amazing to me and um I ain't gonna lie I did get um get teary out about it so the story kind of goes with Prince Hakeem is kind of under pressure because his dad is uh well it kind of opens up with you know it's finding out that the king is actually dying so um uh so Hakeem is under pressure to find his illegitimate son who's played by Jermaine Fowler, who's going to possibly be the heir to the kingdom. Um, so because his daughter, according to their rules of Zamunda, um, the a girl cannot rule. And Prince Hakeem and his wife, Lisa, they have three daughters. So basically, that's what it's about. But overall, I felt like it was funny. Um, you get a lot of the original cast back. Like I said, James Earl Jones. You get Sherry Headley, who plays Lisa. Um, you get the queen to be singer. That's what I call him. Um, you get the whole barbershop crew. You get Randy Watson. And of course, like I said, Prince Akeem and Simi. Um, and they definitely brought this into the 2020s and I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. Um, I enjoyed it. Tracy Morgan was funny. Leslie Jones is a freaking comedic treasure. Um, she plays Prince Akeem's baby mama pretty much. <laughs> and, um, she brings the funny she really brings it to me i mean i enjoyed it a lot of people were online bashing it from what i understand but i definitely enjoyed this movie i laughed i had some belly laughs especially when they um walked in the barbershop and eddie murphy and arsenio hall reprised their roles <laughs> all their old roles from the original even some new ones added in there um wesley snipes he brings some good comedy to it as well. You know, it's hard for me to look at Wesley Snipes as a comedic actor, but it, it was funny. Like, it was funny. The story, when I first heard that this movie was coming out and they were going to do the remake, I was not here for the plot. I didn't think it was going to kind of curl over. I just didn't think it was going to do anything. I was like, this is a crazy plot, but they definitely made it work um so i was impressed with what they did with it i could definitely and i will be watching it again and probably again i i enjoyed it it's on amazon prime right now 
and I can't say anything bad about this movie. Now, I will say that they did have a couple of corny moments, but the funny parts made up for the corny moments. I'm going to put it like that. So, Young, and I know you just finished it probably a little bit after I did before we started recording. So, what was your take on Coming to America? Well, Coming to America. I keep wanting to say Coming to America too, but it's actually Coming to America. Um... Um, and we know your ass hate everything. I've never seen it again. <laughs> I, <laughs> I listen. Look, I coming to America, one of them joints that I, I could watch when they come when they came on USA, and they was bleeping out all of the stuff, and certain stuff didn't show up in the movie, and I could still sit and watch it. Like that, coming to America was my joint when I was a kid. Um, so to me, you know. Times when you get a little older, man, you can't bring that same comedy that, that you used to back in the day. I, I I don't dislike it, and it's not that I didn't enjoy things about it. It just wasn't. Um, it definitely wasn't as bad as people are saying. I feel like people just jumping on bandwagon with that one. That, that's how I feel. Um, it, I definitely got through it without like I, I was engaged like I, I was watching it and I was I, I, I was good with it it's just compared compared to the original um it just uh I don't I don't I don't think it um I don't think it matches up to the original um, so what did you not like about it what was the the things that you didn't like about it yeah I didn't really like the story uh, I didn't like the the, 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 the bastard child shit. Um for for one thing because I just um how passionate Akeem was in the first movie and and how he was like really about his love shit. And now I know they saying that he He basically was high. But that's all you know, to me functional enough to make a decision. Uh, but you know, even when so you in weed, sometimes you know it makes you. <laughs> I don't. It it ain't mesh well with the character we already knew. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't see Akeem making that type of decision and this being a thing. But whatever. Well, I mean, cool. I mean, the thing about it, I wasn't here for that either because I was like, okay, he was so into finding a wife or whatever. So how, why would he go out and be sleeping with different women? But it wasn't like that. I mean, he was practically raped by old girl. Like she well, just that, got on and jumped on it and started riding. Right, that too. But even with that, like, come on, man. I, I don't know. I felt like uh-huh. what they were doing with his uh, uh, eldest daughter would, would have probably been a better story. Like I just um, you it, looking at America through the eyes of Simi and Akeem, who never been here, never experienced this. Mm-hmm. Don't nothing. Know, don't nothing about the barbershop life. They don't know nothing. You know the the fast food life. You know we got to experience yeah. Yeah. our place where we from through their eyes mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. so I, I think that's a lot of the magic with it you know what i'm saying 
Um, and I think we 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 didn't you didn't get that magic in here. Like they gave you little glimpses of things in Zamunda, but I, I felt like maybe um, maybe the story should have been um, maybe it, it should have been about like showing us what Zamunda was about this time around, mm-hmm. um, more in depth. You know what I'm saying? But still capturing that same um, energy, uh, that same the same things you love from the first movie we just switching it from queens to zamunda you know what i'm saying even if they, you know we using the sun let the sun tell that story now you know what i'm saying i, I just felt like maybe maybe eddie murphy should have been more in the background i, I don't know man i well i mean you I, know, I, I just i want vibing with the story <laughs> i just want vibing with the story man yeah I mean, I think they turned it around, though, for what it was. Um, I kind of think they, I, they I, turned I, it I, around I, for what I thought it was going to be. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think it was. When I first heard about it, I didn't think it was going to gonna go well. But from them turning it around, I think it it, it turned it around for me a little bit. I, I definitely enjoyed it. So, I enjoyed it. I can't I can't say that I didn't. I laughed. Um, the barbershop crew was as funny as ever. Damn, Randy Watson coming out at the end was funny as ever um <laughs> when he started singing we are family like i could have fell out you know what i'm saying so that was good um and like i said leslie jones tracy morgan leslie jones was the was one of the funniest on here just one of the funniest like she did her thing like i cannot be mad at her at all i'm like that lady is a is a treasure um eddie murphy's real life daughter actually played on here um, his real life daughter Bella, she played the middle child. She played middle his middle child, child yeah. on here. Yeah, so that was his daughter by um his former wife, Nicole Murphy. So yeah, um I enjoyed seeing um Mr. Cleo, um, also known as John Amos, you know, and see how he came up with McDowell's and um, you know, comparing see, it to um uh, McDonald's and <laughs> spe- speaking speaking of him. Uh-huh. That part in the movie where they're in when when he go to go mop the floor yeah. in the McDowell's, yeah, that's that's one of my, that was my favorite part of the movie because that's what I mean like how they got into that serious discussion and him asking him mm-hmm. what would your mother have done? It's mm-hmm. like that's that's who he is. Mm-hmm. That's he was forming himself to be different than what his father was in the first movie mm-hmm. it's like you took all of these steps back and for him to ask him that question is what you know pushed it pushed him forward to do what i felt like he probably would have did anyway because he was going against the grain that's i don't i don't know i don't really understand how we got here in this movie but see, it's a you bit know, confusing but the thing about it though you got to realize that uh, Prince Akeem, once he married Lisa in the first coming to America, he went back to live in Zamunda. So he was still under the thumb of his father, so to speak. You know, he still was living in the castle under his father. So those ways, you know, like he probably regressed a little bit, you know, by him going back to live with his dad. Now, if he just said, you know, I'm moving to America or whatever, and I'm totally changed. I mean, he couldn't totally change because he was still living as Prince Akeem under the rule of his dad, the king. So he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna change I mean he still had his his values and stuff that he that he you know carried with him but I mean still he was living in that land and he was still being ruled by his father. 
so I can see how he could have regressed and, you know, kind of went with whatever his father said because his dad was still oh. ruling. And he, yeah, I mean, I can see that because Akeem was not the type that would go against his dad. You know how, how the king was. I mean, that man would say something and slam his hand on the table and you had to do it. You know, so Akeem was, was easy going. So I couldn't see him. I mean, I right, but see even, him regressing. Even watching the first movie, I watched mm-hmm. that beforehand yeah he begins that journey of becoming his own man when he leaves not even before when he leaves before he even leaves Mm -hmm. he having a discussion with the king like i ain't fucking with this shit Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. y'all this y'all shit i ain't with this Mm -hmm. And, and, and in order to appease his father and get away from his father he they came up with a plan and then he went against the plan because that's the character he is mm-hmm. he was never going to do things his father's way and his father in the end had to come down and meet him instead of him having to go up and meet his father that's what i mean like i get it he went back home and all of that but like we established that this is the character in the first film like how the fuck did we take steps back i don't i don't know man i it, it, it is what it is. Yeah, it I mean, the only way he wouldn't have taken steps back was would have been if he had just opted to stay in America instead of going back over there with his dad. Because his dad was not going to stop being his dad. He wasn't going to stop being the way that he was. So I can see him, you know, falling back under that ruler, you know. And I mean, because his dad was just good enough to let him marry Lisa in the first place. He only did that because his wife wanted wanted them to, to get married or whatever, you know. And she was like, look, you need to chill out. You know, this boy loves this girl. Let them do what they got to do. You know, she had more influence over him to have, to make him do that. So, I don't know. It's just, um, but I mean, overall to me, the movie was good. Um, I did notice one thing. That um, McDowell's um, ice cream machine actually works. Right. And, and they, uh, made sure, they made sure they showed you that <laughs> shit too. I, I got that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got that when they uh, cause they showed you when they first went in there and uh when he when he had the conversation with a uh, Akeem at the end. They made they say they showed that shit twice. Like, oh all right, y'all. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. right about that. Yeah, yeah, I definitely noticed that. Yeah, so um that. yeah, it just took me back to my childhood and um i i love seeing them reprise all the old characters like the preacher um everybody section chocolate you know you can't get you can't get enough of section chocolate i wanted him to say that so bad at the end you know like when he was ending that song when it too. took them like uh-huh. forever to end that song and i was uh-huh. like okay he got i thought say, i thought he was chocolate. gonna say it that's what i'm saying man <laughs> oh man <laughs> Now they did drop the ball on that one. They dropped the ball on that one. What did you think about the ending credits when uh, John Legend started singing? Uh, The the Queen, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't. It was a few songs that were like the original, but they is new. I ain't like it. Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. I wanted to hear the original songs. like um what's the joint the to be loved to be loved to be loved like i like you know yeah. what i'm saying like i want to hear the original it was cool for that yeah. woman uh to sing it um 
Yeah, but I wanted yeah. to hear the, the the original shit. I would have I would have been down with him breaking off, singing the song like he did in the first movie. You know exactly, what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. Even the even in the opening credits, I don't remember what song that the um. Are we in my way? Are we in my way? Or whatever. Nah, that one, that one, nah, they was doing the um, Coming to America song, but you could tell it was John Legend. As soon as it came on, I was like, man, that sounds like John Legend. Nah, let me hear the original. John Legend, cool. Uh If y'all want to put him on the soundtrack, but let me get the original in the movie, though, man. Let me get... Let me get what I like, what I liked hearing. I ain't hear that nowhere but the but the movie. Let me get that again. Yeah. Let me get that. Let me have yeah. that. I, yeah. It was cool. It it ain't nothing that that threw the movie any way at all. It's just my personal preference would have been to have the original songs from the movie. Mm-hmm. So what did you That's think about the flashbacks um, with them showing like you know Man, incorporating the, uh, the old with the new? I was like, damn, they, they on some Marvel uh, type uh, <laughs> shit with the CGI was good, especially because um, I was like, are they showing when, you know, in the original, when they first get to the club, you can see them walking down before they get to the booth. Yeah. So when they showed that, I was like, damn, uh, this must, you know, this is just a throwing it in there from the original. But then when they get to the bar. I'm like, oh shit, this dog nah, is new. Yeah, yeah. When they so got that, to the bar, it was new. Yeah, they man, did. That, I was um, like, man, they did that. That was real good. That was good. That looked great. I didn't, I didn't see. And I look. Let me tell you, when I when I noticed it was new, my them glasses came on because uh-huh. I was looking for everything to see what was terrible about that man. But that whole them going to the apartment when they had set all that, it looked great. Yeah, it, it looked really great. Did. It really did. Yeah, it looked great. Um, what it was great. that? Um, it did with that. Um, that I guess that age regressing. Um, technology that they have that they use them like Martin Scorsese's last movie when they made. Yeah. Um, the Irishman them look like yeah twenty years yeah. younger or whatever. So. Yeah, they do the same thing with uh with uh you know they did it uh in yeah was that in was that in Civil War with Robert Downey Jr. and then you look okay. like his younger self and then yeah. the younger. The younger yeah, Samuel Jackson and Captain Marvel, man, that man, it looked, <laughs> it looked just as good. It looked it just did. as good. It did. Yeah, yeah. It now, what I good. can say is that um, the movie Coming to America, the new one, it was a beautifully shot movie. The costumes were amazing. Um, yeah, Miss yeah. Ruth, Miss Ruth E. Carter, she did the con- the costumes, um, and we know she did them for the original, and she d- also did the costumes for Black Panther. Those mm-hmm. costumes were amazing. Um, the the young agree. lady, the young lady who played um, Mika, which was Prince Akeem and Lisa's oldest daughter, beautiful, beautiful young lady. Like I can't wait to see like the things that she's gonna be in. Um, Tiana Taylor, she Man, did she her thing. Great. Amazing. She looks yeah, absolutely she gorgeous. She looks so gorgeous. Her her outfit when she was just standing there when the old boy told her to wait there. I was mm-hmm. like, man, that thing looked nice. They they yes. she, looked them up. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. thing was looking good. Yeah, That's everything was was amazing. Um, and this was also directed by Craig Brewer, who um we know from Hustle and Flow. So that's just the director from Hustle and Flow. He actually did this. So this was kind of out of his um element i think i also think he directed um dolomite didn't craig really? brewer direct dolomite i believe he did i believe so yeah now that yeah. you're saying i think he did man yeah. what a man that was yeah man man yeah so Never the movie mind. 
Coming to America, the new one. I'm going to say the new one because it's confusing when you say coming to America and coming to America. Um, But it is, to me, it was funny. I think Leslie Jones, what did you think about Leslie Jones' character? Mary. Yo, I ain't never really vibe with Shawty, man. She ain't never been my cup of tea. Really? Um, Nah, man. Like in nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna tell you two things that I enjoy her in. Mm-hmm. I really, really liked her in Ghostbusters, the, okay. the female joint they did. I thought she, okay. was, I thought the movie was good anyway, but I thought she was amazing in that. She was, she had me dying. I thought she was hilarious, and I actually like her in this. I, I like her in this. I, I usually don't vibe with Shorty, but I, I was getting uh, uh, uppity bitch say what. Hey, I, <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. She was pretty funny in this, man. I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I'm with it. Yeah. Now she was she was funny um, in this, especially. Now sometimes Leslie can be a little over the top in some of some of the other things that I've seen her in, but to this, yeah, in this she was spot on. I think she was spot yeah. on. I think you that's know. what it is. Like she like maybe it's a little too much mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. times, but I think in this. To be honest, I think that over the top probably went better with this character than there's been other characters she's played. Exactly. And yeah. I don't think she was as over the top as she's been, to be honest. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like yeah. when they called for it, she was spot on. Mm-hmm. Instead of it being like she just over the top anyway, just cause. I think yeah. it yeah. 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 So um, in a in a recent interview, um, when they were doing like their little press run talking about coming to America, the new movie, uh, Eddie Murphy brought up the fact that they, you know, this has been in the works for a while. So um, in the beginning, when they started talking about doing this, Tracy Morgan was supposed to play Eddie Murphy's son. Yeah, I seen that. And um, Eddie was like, "Damn, you know, Tracy look older than me now." So uh, there's no way he could play my son. So um, he ended up playing the 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 young actors. Um, uh, was name Lavelle Johnson ended up playing his yeah. son's uncle. So that was um, good, and I enjoyed this this new actor. I know he played on. He had a show on CBS at one point called Superior Donuts. Um, they ended up canceling that show. Um, but uh, and I think right now he's on a new HBO show called Crashes or something like that. I think it's called Crashes. But yeah, I'm talking about Jermaine Fowler, the one who played Eddie Murphy's son on, uh, well, played Prince Akeem's son on the new Coming to America. So interesting. I mean, I enjoyed it. I think Kenya Barris did a good job with the screenplay, and um, I can't, I can't be mad at it. I, I'll definitely watch it again, probably a few more times. So, I enjoyed that. Right. Yeah, so, um, all right. So, coming to America. That is interesting, but um, I enjoyed it. I know Youngin, you know, he don't like nothing, so. Man, it was straight. It was straight. (laughs) It was straight, man. It's just, I ain't gonna watch it no more, but it was cool. You know what I'm saying? It was straight. And uh, Fatima Robinson did the choreography on this one, um, as opposed to the first one where Paul Abdul actually did the choreography for the original on the original. Never knew that. Yeah. Never knew that. 
Yeah, yeah, she did the first one. Great. The, yeah, so um, yeah, it was good. It was beautiful. Everybody on there was beautiful. Sherry Headley is still beautiful. Uh, she does not look too much different than she did thirty years ago. In the original, she looked she looks good. I mean, what did you think? You thought she? I think I thought everybody. She looked old. She's older. We not gonna. Be, I know. We not gonna be um ages ages over here. But she I'm just saying, good. she looks she look, she look, she look fine, but she. Yeah. Ain't, she I mean, her body, her body was still on point. Her body was still on point. Um, she, she was straight. You didn't she see her straight. when she walked down the stairs at the end okay. when he was when the, when they was singing the little song to her, whatever. Her body still looked good. Um, okay. No, I don't think it's any different. Um, oh, okay. Now what we're missing is her. <laughs> Her sister, like, what happened to her sister? Oh man, I I was thinking the same thing, man. She, mm -hmm. oh, I loved her. Yeah, that little hot to try thing. Yeah, man, she was fine. <laughs> and um, Eric LaSalle's character didn't make an appearance, but I mean, I guess it wouldn't. I mean, who cares about what Soul Glow doing right now? And you, what you mean? You gotta <laughs> show me what a Soul Glow do that. They shade moisture right now. Man, it cool. <laughs> like, show me something, man. Like. The Jerry Curl dripping, and at least show me they married somewhere. Like they ain't even talk about yeah, them. Yeah, that would have been that would have been dope. I agree with you. Come on, man. Been. Like, like they disowned them niggas. They was like, forget y'all. We we living over here in Zamunda. We living in Zamunda. Look, her own daddy left her and went and opened up uh, restaurants and opened up McDowell's in Zamunda. That's her what I'm saying, man. We could have did something. Could have mm. did something with them. Yeah, yeah. So. Coming to America too. I enjoyed it. So uh, we gonna go ahead and wrap it up. We'll be right back with the junkie flashbacks of the week. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back to the Junkie Experience Pod, and we are going to wrap up the show right here. But we are not gonna leave you without the junkie flashbacks of the week. So on this day in 1930. Baseball legend Babe Ruth signs a two-year contract with the New York Yankees for $160,000. And New York Yankees general manager at the time, Ed Barrow, predicts no one, and I quote, he said, no one will ever be paid more than Ruth. And he was so wrong. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> was it. <laughs> but um <laughs> I did a little research and I um see that today so the equivalent of $160,000 from back then in 1930 to today's money it would be 2.4 million dollars. That's how much it would be for 2 years. So is that a lot for a 2 year contract? 2.4 million dollars? 2.4 million for 2 years. No. Not at all. Not even a little bit. Yeah, so um, that was an interesting little tidbit because I wanted to see how much that'll be in today's money. So, yeah, $2.4 million. Yeah, because those baseball guys get paid a lot of money, don't they? And then they can play longer, right? Yeah, man. They play into their 40s and, you know, them uh, $150, $200 million contracts. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, you know, their endorsement deals too be crazy. Exactly, because back then I'm pretty sure endorsements were unheard of at that time, right? Um, probably. I, I yeah. wouldn't. Uh, it just depends. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, they probably got some maybe. deals. <laughs> they probably got some deals under the table or something. But I heard that 
The Baby Ruth candy bar was named after Babe Ruth, right? I haven't officially heard that, but I mean, I just kind of assumed, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I think that was the case. I might be wrong, um, but I, I think that was the case, though, that it was named after him. But um, yeah, that was an interesting little piece of uh, history. And the next junkie flashback was, uh, this takes place in 1991. The crime drama New Jack City was released on March 8th, 1991. It starred Wesley Snipes, who we just got done talking about, that was in the new Coming to America movie. And it starred him as crooked-ass, ruthless, drug kingpin, Nino Brown. Everybody Ooh. wanted to be Nino Brown. Everybody wanted to be him. Cancel that bitch. <laughs> Real talk. Yeah, and um, that movie also starred uh, rapper turned actor Ice T, Judd yep. Nelson, and Mario Van Peebles. I'm telling you, that movie was a time. It was like people were so into New Jack City. That was one of the the classics, you know, especially you know our classes when you consider our classes. Like New Jack City was just everything. Like with the music from the soundtrack to the you know, introducing us to Wesley Snipes because I think that was the, the first movie that really introduced us to him, right? Uh, Wasn't it? Was it New Jack City? Yeah, I think it was New Jack City because that's when dark-skinned niggas got in style. Like, everybody was like, you know, fuck them light-skinned niggas. Like, we want a dark-skinned nigga. So I he, um, look at that. It did, yeah. It kind of etched him into the eyes of everybody. Like, you know, and I expected him to go ahead and do, you know, more things like that. But um, it was it was good, though. That was a good movie. I mean, that's one uh, I would watch at any time. Also, uh, my favorite Vanessa Williams is in that movie, too. Okay. Okay. The the okay. brown skin Vanessa Williams from yeah. uh, Soul, Soul Food, the series. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. I love her. I yeah. hate I hate her character in that movie, but I man, I love her. That rock a ball, baby. I can't stand that shit. <laughs> I can't stand that shit, man. Oh my god, why did she say it like that? <laughs> and what about Bill Nunn as the Dutta Man? How did you feel about oh Dutta Man? Oh my god, there's so many um crazy ass characters in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like uh, uh, ooh, it, it, I don't I don't remember anybody other than Gerald Levert. But who who with Gerald Levert? Why are they singing at the trash can? Like why <laughs> all these crazy <laughs> characters in this movie, dog? Like why Some it's so random? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> what is Gerald Levert doing down there, man? Down there singing, man, by the trash can, getting his hands warm. They crazy. That movie crazy, man. That's so. I, hey, that movie. That movie always gonna be a classic. Yeah, and we can't forget Chris Rock. We cannot forget. Oh, uh, Pookie going, man. You know, Pookie gonna always be somewhere. Even before he was a mean, you be telling somebody you need you need something, and you be acting like Pookie, man. That that's exactly. just yeah. He always gonna be etched in time for that one. I know that's just common right now. Anytime somebody talking about a drug addict or something, they like that nigga turning into Pookie. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> so those are our junkie flashbacks of the week. And I would like to just thank you guys for listening. Make sure that you go and check out these stories that we talked about in the entertainment news and much, much more on junkieexperience.com. And you can follow us on all social media at junkie experience. So youngin, what do you want to plug this week? 
Uh, well, I'm back streaming now that I got my account back. So I'm on Facebook at uh, Keep Streams, K E E P S T R E A M S. Um, I'm on Twitch at uh, Best underscore Keep, and uh, I am on YouTube at Just Best Keep. All right. So thank you guys for listening, and until next week, we are out. Peace.